What's up, mortals? This is Austin Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling a story of two different beings in Norse mythology whose fates end up being intertwined. The dragon Fafnir and the hero Sigurd. So this one starts with three gods. Odin, king of the gods. Loki, god of being an asshole. And Honir, who is a lot harder to peg down. Honir, in some myths, is the oafish and unreliable brother of the wise Mimir, while in others is an important creator god being the one who gives humans reason and is known for his spirituality and passion. It honestly doesn't matter which version he is in this story because this one is really more about Loki being an asshole than anything else. Pretty much just like the rest of Norse mythology. Anyway, the three gods are traveling together by a river and they come across an otter. Loki catches the otter and skins it because he wants the pelts and the other gods are very impressed with him. They continue on their travels when they come to the home of the dwarf king, Hrydmar. The gods are very proud of their accomplishment of catching and skinning an otter, so they decide to show it off to the king. We're talking about gods here, right? Like, Odin, among other things, is the god of magic, having var- mastered various mystic arts, like he's the sorcerer supreme of Valhalla. And Loki is a powerful shapeshifter, and they're very, very pleased with themselves for catching a fucking otter. Imagine a grown-ass man walked up to you and was very proud that he could spell his name right. It feels like the same level of disproportionate pride. So they show the skin to the king, Hrydmar. Important to note about Hrydmar, he has three sons. Fafnir, Regan, and Oder. The last of which just so happens to enjoy turning into an otter and hanging out in the river catching fish. So when the king sees the otter skin of his dead son, he isn't proud of Loki. He's pissed off at the gods. Him and his sons use some kind of magic to make the gods powerless and demand a life for a life. Odin argues that they did not know the otter was a dwarf because it's a weird-ass pastime to be involved in, and Hradmar concedes that the gods should instead pay a were-guild or ransom for his son's death. Since Loki did the crime, he is the one sent off to fetch the gold for the dwarf. He needs enough to fill the otter skin and cover its entire body. Now Loki is allergic to any sort of honest work. He very much believes that any problem can be solved with mischief. And if his mischief creates a problem, well, that just means he needs more mischief. You can never have enough mischief. So he decides that he, what he needs to do is steal the gold. And it's not like the gods are in short supply of wealth. Like, Thor has a 400 or 540 room home. Odin has a hall of gold. Odin also has a magical ring that once a week drops eight golden copies of itself. Gold is something they have in abundance, but that wouldn't be mischief, so Loki needs to fucking steal it. So there's this other dwarf, Anvari, who has become very wealthy. This is for two reasons. One, he's an excellent craftsman, and he's made himself a magic ring that has thoroughly increased his wealth. And two, he can turn into a fish, which is somehow also important in getting filthy rich. It's also important in invading capture because it makes you slippery. Loki knows this, so he visits the goddess Ran, goddess of storms and drowned dead, to borrow her net. The net, which she uses to catch the souls of drowned sailors, or the bodies of live sailors, who are soon to be drowned sailors, because they're stuck in a big fucking net. Loki takes the net and ventures into the underground caverns until he comes to a lake in which Anvari lives. He casts the death net and catches the fish dwarf. Loki agrees to let the dwarf go if he gives him all of his gold. And Vari pleads to be able to just keep his ring. 
which was a mistake because don't tell Loki you care about anything. Now Loki especially wants the ring because he's God of being an asshole. So Anvari relents and gives him all of his wealth, but he lays down a powerful curse upon it, that the ring and gold will bring doom to its owner. And Loki's like, oh, a curse. That's a great idea. I didn't even think of that because I'm giving it away anyway. And the guy is a real prick. Like he sent me on a quest just because I killed his son. Get over it already. It happened yesterday. That's more than enough time to grieve. Am I right that this guy sucks? Loki returns to his, with his otter skin of cursed gold, which I feel the need to remind everyone because the mythological characters don't seem to give a shit is still the corpse of Hrydmar's son, Oder. Hrydmar recommended turning his dead son into a sack. Anyway, the three gods leave, and Hrydmar has a real hard-on for all this gold. He dives into it every morning like Scrooge McDuck. But you know who else has a major boner for all this gold? Both of his sons, Fafnir and Regan. Together, they plot to overthrow their dad and take the gold. Fafnir manages to kill his father and then double-crosses his brother, and Regan is super surprised because he thought he could really trust a guy who just committed patricide. Fafnir runs off with all the treasure, and then all of his monstrous greed and disregard for human life turns him into Jeff Bezos. I mean a dragon. And Regan is pissed and starts plotting how to kill his brother, which he can't do because he's a giant fucking dragon. In comes Sigurd, the son of Sigmund, and his third wife, Hjordis. Sigmund himself was a hero whose story is told in the Volsung saga. Notably, he gets his, Sigur- his sister Signy pregnant with their son Sinfjolti, so the two of them can avenge their family or something. Sigurd is not an incestuous baby, so he has like all the right numbers of fingers and toes and shit. One day, Sigmund comes to fight Odin in disguise. Good luck with that. Odin shatters Sigmund's sword, and then he falls in combat. Dying, he tells his wife that one day their son will make a great sword out of the fragments of his broken one. So Regan convinces Sigurd to face the dragon Fafnir, but Sigurd says that he needs a great sword in order to do so. And Regan just happens to consider himself a great craftsman. So Regan makes him a sword, which Sigurd Sigurd promptly smashes against an anvil. The sword shatters and he's like, yeah, it's not good enough. Dragon scales are tough as hell, even though I have no frame of reference for this. Regan tries again, but again the sword breaks against an anvil. Finally, Sigurd offers him the pieces of his father's sword, and with those, Regan crafts Garm, which since it has a name, you know is a good-ass sword. Sigurd tries the anvil test again, and this time he cuts the thing in half. So with that, they think they're ready to face the dragon. Regan guides him through a forest and to a river. He tells him that Fafnir dwells somewhere on the other side, and to just yell to him when he's done. Because Regan is shitting a brick and was not willing to even step out from behind his tree. So Sigurd goes down to the river and he's wondering how to cross when he sees a ferryman sitting in a small boat. He asks the man for a ride and the man questions him about what he's doing here. Sigurd tells him that he's here to slay Fafnir the Terrible with his sword Garm. The old man's like, oh really? Well, what about all this guy's like ridiculous abilities? He has tremendous strength. He breathes poison. His eyes shoot lightning, he shits earthquake, and he pisses cancer. And Sigurd is like, I'll be fine, I got a sword, I'll wing it. The old man is just like, he's like, he just lets out a long and heavy sigh. He's like, listen kid, if you're going to fight a fucking dragon, how about trying to use whatever few brain cells you have bouncing around in there? 
The beast comes through the same path every day to drink from the river. You can't miss it. It's the only path with all the trees knocked down and trampled. How about you build a hole to hide in and just stab it in the chest when he walks by? You should also probably build a trench because there's going to be a lot of blood if you stab a dragon in the chest. Sigurd is like, wow, that is such a better idea. I was going to run straight at him and just hope he didn't hit me with the poison lightning or cancer piss. The old man drops him off at the other side and wishes him luck. Sigurd turns to say farewell to the man, but sees that both him and his boat have disappeared. There's just mist coming up from the river. Then he remembers that the old man wore a blue hood covered in gold stars, had a gray cloak thrown around his shoulders, and had one eye which shone with a light that was more than human. He knew he had been talking to Odin. It's amazing to me that he, like, just suddenly realizes all of this stuff at once. You saw that he only had one eye, and it shone with a light that was more than human, and you just wrote that off? Like, eh, I really gotta focus on my expert battle plan of running directly at the monster. What am I gonna shout as I run directly into his poison breath? So Sigurd finds the path that Fafnir takes, digs himself to hold a hide in. The earth trembles as the mighty dragon rushes to the stream. He hurries because he's got to get some water and then rush back to guarding his treasure. As Fafnir passes overhead, Sigurd thrusts his sword, Garm, up into the dragon's heart. A river of black blood comes gushing out, which so Sigurd, and some gets in his mouth. Now it's said that dragon blood can grant a human iron-like skin, and apparently drinking a little bit can let you talk to birds, because now Sigurd can talk to birds. And the birds warn him of Regan's upcoming treachery. The fact that this dude needed birds to tell him that this guy was going to betray him for the gold is ridiculous. Like, he conspired to kill both his father and his brother. He just wants this big fucking pile of gold. Also, how do the birds know? Was Regan just, like, maniacally whispering to himself this whole time? Regan sees the river of blood and runs to find Sigurd. He then starts screaming at him about he's the boss now and he gets the big pile of gold and it's his by right because it's being passed down through his family and shit. Sigurd's like, fine, I don't care. I never wanted it anyway. Just, you know, put your dick away. You don't have the gold yet. You can stop jerking off to it. And for some reason, that's not good enough for Regan to just get all the gold without putting in any effort himself. He also wants Sigurd to be his slave or something. So Regan runs over to attack him and he trips and falls and lands face first on Sigurd's sword. Well, that's the story that Sigurd tells the cops, at least. Good thing the birds warned him of his treachery, or else he never would have been standing there completely unaware of what was going on, as Regan manages to kill himself by accident. Sigurd, to his credit, is smart enough to just leave the cursed treasure alone and go along on his way. And who comes to find the treasure? None other than Invari, who it belonged to in the first place. He's happy to have his gold back, so he can, like, turn into a fish and flop around on it or whatever. That's it for the episode. If you enjoyed, please like and subscribe, maybe tell a friend. Leave a comment about what type of dragon powers you want. If this guy can shoot lightning from his eyes, I don't see why I can't breathe dubstep and fart money.